Thank you for joining us on our podcast for Faith Center Church. We hope today's message builds you up and brings you hope right where you're at. Hope you enjoyed the message. Anybody experience breakthrough from last Sunday? Amen? Amen. Powerful, powerful. Yes. Yes, uh, I want to just get, get right into the word. I want to ask you to go with me to Matthew chapter 16. Thank you, Father, for your help today to minister to, to your people. We are ready to receive from you. We are ready to hear from heaven, from the word of God. We thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Father, for giving us sound teaching and instruction for this time that we're living in. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you, Lord, for ears to hear. We thank you, Father, for using this time, doing something with it. I thank you that it'll be productive. It'll be beneficial to all that would have ears to hear. If you're watching online, I want to ask you to hit that share button, if you would, and help us minister this morning. Would you be a minister? And help us minister the word. We believe it will be a blessing to all of those that will have an opportunity to, to hear it and receive it. Matthew chapter 16. This is a very familiar passage. But uh, I want to share with you what the Lord's laid on my heart. I want to talk about the keys of the kingdom. Because I believe, church, the most important message that we can be teaching today, preaching today as ministers of the gospel, is the message of the kingdom. See, I believe the message of the kingdom, according to the word of God, it's more important than the message of grace. Certainly not minimizing or taking away from the grace of God. We need it. I believe the message of the kingdom is more important than the message of prosperity. I believe that even the message of the kingdom is more important than the message of the cross. I'm certainly not taking anything away from the cross. Thank God for the cross and what Christ did for us, giving his life, shedding his blood. But Jesus did not come preaching about a cross. He came preaching and teaching the kingdom of heaven. That was his message. He spent a whole chapter, Matthew 13. It's all about him saying in parables, the kingdom is like, the kingdom is like, the kingdom is like. He came teaching and preaching about a kingdom. See, I believe the enemy, the most feared message of the enemy is the message of the kingdom. Because Jesus went on to say about the message of the kingdom, he has given you and I keys. See, the enemy doesn't mind you coming to church. He just don't want you operating in no keys. He doesn't mind you coming to church. He just doesn't want you to know what you've been given. And I didn't even know this. Most ministers, I believe, plan and prepare for sermon series. I just seem to stumble into mine. When I talked about doubting Thomas a couple of Sundays ago, I was giving you a key and didn't even know it. The key of faith, the key of believing. You will not access anything if you don't first believe what God's Word says. What He actually has already given to you. Keys to the kingdom. What are those? Pastor Manny, I'm glad you asked. We talked about one already and didn't even know it. The key of faith, the key of believing 
Doubting Thomas went from doubting to believing Thomas. And Wednesday night, I shared a couple of more very powerful. What's the key to Miss Cammy ministering the way that she does? Wasn't it powerful the last time she ministered? There were several reports, reports that have come forward, people that she prayed for. I had three in the last week come to me and say, she prayed for me. I went to the doctor. The report came back positive. Hallelujah. Praise God. But can I tell you the key to that? It's a key that I ministered on Wednesday night of this last week, this past week. Prayer and fasting. Those are keys. And this is what I, I, I the main focus I wanted to just give you this morning on. The, I'm not going to re-preach it. But here's what you need to know about prayer and fasting. It's a key that grants you access into the supernatural. Prayer connects us to God. Fasting disconnects us from the world. And I believe, church, those are keys. Too many times we are too connected to the world and we're not connected enough to God. What's the key for that? Prayer and fasting. Now, the keys for today, I've got a few more. I've got a couple I want to give you today. The keys of power and authority. And then I'll finish up next time talking about the keys of giving and receiving. Those are keys, church. If you are struggling financially today, there's a key for that. That's next time. Don't miss that. If you're struggling in your mind this morning, if you're having a hard time being attacked in your mind, there's a key for that. But I want to give you the keys this morning. I believe what the Lord shows us in Matthew 16, the keys of power and authority that we've been given. Let's get into this. Are you ready? I know that you are. Matthew 16, 13 and following. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, Who do men say that I am? The Son of Man am. So they said, Some say John the Baptist. Some Elijah and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Now watch this. Jesus answered and said to him, there's that blessing again. Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, or Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Let's stop right there. Jesus said that because of Peter's understanding of who he was, who do you say that I am, Peter? You are the Christ. The son of the living God. Notice that after Peter made that statement, Jesus said, blessed are you because this was not revealed to you by men. It was revealed to you by my father in heaven. Peter was the first one to hear the voice of God after Jesus. The first one of the first disciples to, the, to hear the voice of God. God revealed that to him. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. There's the believing key right there. 
It was not until Peter came to faith and trust in you for who you are. You are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. Notice he is showing us the key of faith there, the key of believing. And as a result of his believing in Christ, come on, Jesus said, now I call you blessed because this was revealed to you by the Spirit of God. See, here's what I want you to hear. The kingdom message is hidden. It has to be revealed to you. That's why Jesus taught the kingdom in parables. Because there was a message in the message. And the message, those that really receive the message in the message are those that have ears to hear. Those that are seeking. That's why Jesus said of the kingdom. Again, I'm telling you, he taught the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. And all of, and, and his righteousness, and then he said, seek first the kingdom, and all of these other things would be added to you. Notice, most of the time, all the things that we're seeking, that's where this came from. The disciples were saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to wear? What are we going to do? And Jesus was like, just seek first the kingdom. So many times we're seeking after the things, but can I just help you today if you'll just seek the kingdom? Everything you have need of is in the kingdom. Everything we have need of. That's why Jesus didn't preach prosperity. Because prosperity is part of the kingdom. He preached the kingdom. If you are in the kingdom of God, if you understand the kingdom, you understand prosperity. He didn't teach grace because grace is part of the kingdom. You don't get in the kingdom because you're all that. Neither do I. We get into the kingdom of God by his grace. So when you understand the kingdom, you understand grace. Let me keep going. Just getting warmed up. Hallelujah. Verse 18. And I say to you, here's what really gets good. That you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades or hell will not prevail against it. Now here's where he mentions the keys. Verse 19. And I will give you, watch this, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What is he saying there? I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. I'm giving you access into the kingdom. I'm showing you how to access heaven. If I were to use a subtitle for this series, it would simply be this. Heaven bringing heaven down to earth. The keys of the kingdom bringing heaven to earth. That's why Jesus came. He came to bring heaven to earth. See, this earth that we live on was never meant to be lived separate from heaven. When God put Adam and Eve in the garden, they were to function just like it was in heaven. They were created in his image. They were actually in a place called Eden, which is uh, that word Eden means paradise, perfection. See, earth was never meant to, be to, to, to function apart from heaven. So why is that the case today? Not because of God, because of sin. Sin brought separation. That's why Christ came, to bridge the gap so that you and I would no longer have to be separated. That's why Jesus came. He came bringing heaven back to earth. 
I want to just show you in this, in this passage here, there's so much here that I think we can learn from today. See, basically, Jesus came to bring heaven to earth. What that means is, church, he came to bring about, are you ready for this? Change. I can prove it to you. In Luke chapter 4, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to do what? To just have church services? No, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to bring sight for the blind, and to bring liberty those who are captive. That's the message of the kingdom. That's the message. It means you don't. Ha- if you're broke, you don't have to stay broke. If you're brokenhearted, you don't have to stay brokenhearted. If you are blind, you can see. If you are held captive, you can be set free. That's the message today. You don't have to stay the same. Aren't you thankful for that? I'll prove it to you another way. In Genesis chapter 8. God spoke to Noah after the flood and he said, As long as there is, while the earth remains, listen to this. This is the word of God, not my opinion. While the earth remains, Genesis 8.22, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. We experience all of those things every day. Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night. It said it shall not cease. What was he saying in that? The only thing that is permanent, church, is that nothing will be permanent. It'll change. And I think when you, when you come to understand the message of the kingdom, you understand that you have power over your circumstances. See, there's nothing worse to feel like you're powerless over a situation or a circumstance. There's nothing worse than feeling like you are powerless. In other words, nothing's going to change. Can Can I tell you today, if you can see it, it is subject to change. If you can feel it, it's subject to change. Because church, I believe that's the message of the kingdom. Jesus came to bring heaven to earth. He wanted earth to look just like heaven, just like it was in the beginning. And he gives us keys to show us how to do this. See, there's nothing worse than having an employer. Can I just go ahead and preach where we live? There's nothing worse than having an employer tell you, I'm sorry, but you're no longer needed in the company. There's nothing worse than hearing from the doctor. I'm sorry, but there's nothing more we can do. There's nothing worse than hearing from the banker. I'm sorry, we can't give you the loan. And in those moments, we can feel like we're powerless. Have you ever been there? Where you're facing, I see a few honest folks in church today. Where you feel like you are at a place and you don't see your way out. You don't see The possibility of change. Well, can I just tell you, the message of the kingdom is this, that it will change. I'm not going to stand up here and tell you I would be doing you a disservice if I would stand up here and tell you you just got to deal with the cards you've been given. 
No, you can see God change. You can see change in your marriage. You can see change in your activities. You can see change in your finances. You can see change in your relationships. You can because that's the message of the kingdom. Nothing is permanent. So how do we get there? Let's get to the one key for today. It's the key of understanding the keys of power and authority. Notice when Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Watch what Jesus said next. You're blessed, Peter, because you've been given revelation on who I am. You believe who I am. And he said, because of that, because of your understanding of the kingdom, on this rock I will build my church. Very interesting, that word church. It's the word ecclesia, which means called out ones, but it means much more than that. In the time of the Roman, the Romans were in, in charge during this time, the Roman Empire. And there was an emperor, Caesar, who ruled the entire region at that time. And he would have and appoint governors under him that would rule and reign under his authority. Pilate would have been one of those governors. But what's interesting, every once a year, the Roman emperor would sit with all of his governors and they would have a meeting all together once a year. These governors that were not, not like today, not, not voted into office, these governors were handpicked. They were chosen by the emperor. And once a year they would have a meeting. Do you want to know what that meeting was called? It was called church. The Roman emperor used that word church. Ecclesia. That's what that was. They had a meeting together and it was called the church. All of these governors would come together and meet with the emperor. Those that were put and appointed in, in, uh, in a position to govern. I believe church. What, what, when you understand who we are as the church, you and I have been handpicked by the Father God. To govern, not be governed by this world. Come on, not be ruled by circumstances. That's what I'm getting at today. Not being ruled by what we see, not being ruled by, 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 by situations, but understanding you and I have been called to govern over our circumstances. We've been called, church, to rule and reign over and in spite of the circumstances. That's really what Jesus was saying. Now watch this. When you understand who you are and what you've been given. Oh, I thought I was just come to church, sing a few songs, hear a message, drop a little something in the bucket, and go on about my way. That's really not what the church was. I'm preaching today. That's not what the church was designed for. You got to know what you, what you have and who you are once you come into the kingdom. See, I think we do a good job getting people to the door. That's Jesus. Jesus said of himself, I am the door. One of the seven I am's of Christ that he spoke of himself in the gospel of John. I am the door. What does that mean? I am your access entry point into all that I have for you. But it's not just salvation. Thank God that you know you're saved today. Thank God. But salvation is just the doorway into the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. 
how heaven operates with these keys of understanding what you've been given, church, to access all that God has for you. See, we understand Jesus as the door, but church, I think oftentimes we preach a lot about what he did, and as well we should, the cross, the resurrection. But I don't think we preach enough about how he lived. See, if it was all about just Jesus coming to the cross, dying, raising again the third day for you and I to experience salvation. If that's all it would have been about, he, didn't, he wouldn't have had to live on this earth for 33 years. He could have just came, did that, and went on back up. He came with a message. He came to show us how to live. He did not come to just get you and I to heaven. I'm not minimizing that aspect of Christianity. Thank God. Church, he came so that he could show us how to get heaven to earth. And he shows us with keys. And the key of power and authority, church, I want to show you what it does for you. When you understand, it's a key that we've been given. See, you're called, we're called the church. Those that have been appointed to govern, to lead. To be placed in a position of authority. That's who we are. We've been put in a position of authority. And as we understand we've been placed in that position of authority. We've been hand-picked. We've been appointed. That's why Paul said that we've been appointed and anointed by God. When you understand you've been appointed to govern. You've been given authority. Yes, right now on this planet, then you understand the power that you can walk in. The power to see things change in your life. That's why we're here today, church. Because we understand there's keys to the kingdom we've been given. One of the keys you've been given, church, is power. Power. When's the last time you heard a message on that? That's why we ain't got no power. We've been given power, church, to overcome. Not to be overcome, but to overcome. And what he did, he showed Peter right here. In fact, he was saying of him, it's upon this revelation of you understanding who I am and why I came. And the keys that I've come to give you. See, you don't get keys until you just first come to know who he is. Do you know him? For who he really is. Lord and Savior. When you come to know him in that way. Guess what? He gives you keys. That's what he did here for Peter. Oh upon that profession. Upon you understanding who I am. I've got keys for you. Now watch this. Here's where the power and authority comes in. And the gates. I might do a backflip right here. I won't but I, I'd hurt myself. Upon this rock, I will build my church. 
And the gates of Hades, the gates of hell, watch this, will not be able to prevail against it. When you are in your rightful place, church, governing, being submitted to the king and understanding he's appointed you and has called you to govern, to lead, to rule. When you understand that, watch what he said. And the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against it. Church, what was he saying there? That word prevail simply means this. That no opposing forces will ever gain power over you. That's when you know you're walking in power and authority. When you understand that the forces may be coming at you. Oh, yes. But Jesus said they will not prevail. The Bible says that the weapon may form. But it says it will not prosper. That's what Jesus was saying here. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. Anything that opposes you will never be able to overpower you. That is something we need to hear right now, church, in this time that we're living in. Because greater is he that is in you. The, po the power that I'm talking about today, church, it's the power that we've been talking about since Easter Sunday. The resurrection power. The power that leads you and I to breakthrough. Do you know that's another word for breakthrough? It's change. Going from one place in life to another. Seeing change. That's breakthrough. But it's understanding. The key to the change is understanding. You and I have been given the ability. We've been appointed. We've been called to walk in his power and authority. Why? Because there would be forces coming against us. But you got to hear this today. They may be coming at you, but they do not overcome you. Hallelujah. That's good news today. That's just understanding. You got, you got, you got uh, things coming at you. There's a key for that. This understanding, church, the power and authority that you've been given. Just understanding that. Now, here's the key to it, and I'm coming to the end. Thank you, Jesus. John 12, I think Jesus, again, he shows us how to do this, church. John 12, 49 and 50. This is Jesus, the words in red. For I have not spoken on my own. Do you see that? Authority. <laughs> this is Jesus now, the Son of God. He said, I have not spoken on my own authority. Again, talking about power and authority. But the Father who sent me gave me a command. There's the key right there. What I should say and what I should speak. See, the key to walking in authority is understanding first, you have to be under authority. See, Jesus shows us and models for us the reason he was able to walk in authority and see bring change to people. Yeah, those that were sick were made well. Those that were confused got their, might, their right mind back. 
He did that because he understood the authority that he had been given. But it wasn't his authority. It was the authority that he'd been given from where? The Father. See, you know you're walking in power and authority. I can tell by just what's coming out of your mouth. Someone who is walking in power and authority, you can tell by what's coming out of their mouth. Defeat is not coming out of their mouth. Judgmental, a judge, judgment is not coming out of their mouth. They understand. Wait a minute, I'm not just going to say something just to say it. That's what Jesus said. I don't speak of my own authority. I don't say. We don't have the privilege and the luxury to say what we want to say. Have you come to understand that's what gets us in trouble? (laughs) That's that's what made Jesus' ministry so powerful and effective. He didn't waste his words. He just said what he needed to say. And he only knew what to say as he was hearing it from his father. Again, going back real quickly to another key of prayer and fasting. God's got so much to say to you. All you have to do is just find the time to spend with him so you can hear what he has to say. It's not living by what I think. Ooh, I'd have been no telling where I'd be if I would have let that be my, the way I do things, just what I think, what I want to say. No, it's coming to the place I'm only going to say. What the Father tells. In fact, even the Roman centurion picked up on this. And Jesus said of him, I ain't seen that kind of faith in the ones that should have that kind of faith. When he said, wait a minute. Yeah, I've got a sick servant at home about to die. You don't even have to go to him. Just speak the word because he said, I too am a man under authority. See, he understood Jesus did things a little bit different. He was in authority. My gosh. Walked into a room. Every every person sick in their body would be healed. Why? Because of the authority and heaven coming down to earth. He'd already been given that authority to do it. But it wasn't his, it was the authority that he'd been given. And he's just walking in that authority that he's been given. That's the key. That's a key. Hello, that we have been given. It's not a key that we earn or deserve. It's a key that we've been given. It's just coming to the place in your heart, church, where you come up under his authority. You come up under his lordship. And you just simply give him your life. And when you give him your life, when you surrender your life to him. See, in most places, that, that's, that's where we, we get people to that point and then we don't take them anywhere else. That's the beginning when you surrender your life to Christ. You surrender your life to Christ so that you can begin to walk in newness of life. So you begin to really live the way you were designed to live. With power, with authority. And this is how it happens. I'll end with this right here. Brother Tim, would you just come and play for me, please? I just want to pray over you in closing. And I want to leave you with one final thought. Is this helping anybody today?
I want to just leave you with this thought. In Acts chapter 28, again, talking about power and authority that you've been given. It's keys, church, that you've been given. Power and authority. In Acts chapter 28, I believe it is. It's the story of the apostle Paul after they were shipwrecked on the island called Malta. And after they made land, the Bible says that they had built a fire because they wanted to get some heat. And as they brought the woods, the wood for the fire started the fire. The Bible says that there were islanders there that came and even helped them bring the wood. Started the fire. The Bible says that out of the fire, a viper, a snake, jumped out because of that heat and attached itself to the Apostle Paul's arm. Now watch this. I don't know about you, but I don't do snakes. I don't think I would have done what the Apostle Paul did. The Bible says he just shook that thing off. Me, I don't know if I would have done that. But he did. And when he did that, what's so amazing about that story, the islanders, they were not of the faith. (laughs) They believed in other gods and all kinds of stuff. And when they saw Paul with this viper, this snake on his arm, you know what they said? They made a judgment. And they said, you know what? He must be a murderer. And though he escaped and now he's on our island, justice came for him, thinking that he was going to die from that snake bite. (laughs) I'm here to tell you, church, it may be formed against you. I've been snake bit before. (laughs) But I'm here to tell you, it will not take you down. Not when you understand who you are and the power and the authority that you've been given over everything that would try to apply. I'm not talking about snakes literally. Oh, my Lord. I'm not talking about snakes literally. I'm talking about anything that would try to apply. Can I make it plain? Anything that would try to come and oppose you. Come on. You know what I'm saying. Nowadays, you got to make it plain. I'm just using that as an example. Anything that would try to come at you and oppose you. Anything that would try to come against you. Here's what's so amazing. That after Paul had that snake hanging on his arm, they thought, well, he's, he's just getting probably what he deserved. They were waiting for the brother to fall out. Sometimes people will do us that way. They watch, they watching how you handle your snake bite. <laughs> Just waiting for you to fall out. Oh, I thought he had done folded by now. I thought she'd have done give up by now. They underestimate the power and the authority that you walk in. Maybe down, but you're not out. So then, after he shakes the snake off, and they notice. He's still alive. It, didn't, it had no effect on him. Do you know what they said? They went from saying he was a murderer to saying he must be a god. Yeah. 
And as a result, Paul, it's in your Bible if you'll read it, Acts 28. He was able to minister to the island chief. He was sick. And Paul ministered to him, laid hands on him, prayed over him, and he was healed. And then the Bible says, and all of those on the island that were sick were healed by Paul just simply operating in that power and authority. So church, that's what you and I have been given. Those are keys that we walk in. Doesn't matter what comes against you. Upon this rock, I just speak it over you in closing right now. I call you the called out ones. Thank you, Tim. Those that have already been appointed and anointed to govern. What does that mean? It means to handle your business from a kingdom perspective. Approach your everyday life with the kingdom perspective. Understanding you've been given keys. Understanding you've been called. Come on, I'll go back to what we started with today. God is for you. And because he's for you, he's equipped you. He's given you what you need. As Tim is just playing, as we come to the end today, how many of you would just say, I'm not going to ask you to bow your head. I just want to ask you if you would just be honest after hearing the word of the Lord today, understanding who you are and what you've been given. I want to just ask you just so that we can pray. Pastor Manny, I want to know and operate in those keys. That's me. I want that key. I want the keys of the kingdom. You know, they're yours because they've been given to you. If you would just be honest, I'm not really walking in the power of God like I know I can and want to. Would you just lift your hand? I see that hand. Come on. I see that hand. Well, I just believe. Thank you. I see all those hands. Praise God for that. I believe this. One of the signs of walking in the power of God is not just speaking in tongues and laying hands on the sick and watching them recover. Praise God for all of that. That is certainly a demonstration of God's power. But what I'm here to tell you, what I'm looking for today is letting you know a true sign of somebody that's walking in the power they've been given. The fruit of the Spirit, the power of the Spirit. That's what I'm talking about. Where is this power coming from, Pastor Manny? Very simply, it comes from the Spirit of God. By revelation, it comes from the Spirit of God. Knowing who you are and what you've been given. It's that power that I'm talking about. But the fruit of the Spirit, the Bible says, is self-control. So I believe that is one of the outlining proofs of somebody that's truly being the ecclesia, the governors, the ones that are ruling. It's ruling, church, understanding, self-control. Not letting other things control you, but understanding you've been given power and the keys of the kingdom to overcome. That's what you have been given.
So right now, for those of you that raised your hands, and even if you didn't, come on, we could all use a little more of heaven in our everyday life. We could all use a little more of heaven in our everyday lives. I heard a minister say one time before we pray, the more I understand about the kingdom of heaven, the less I worry about the things on the earth. I'm telling you, church, these are keys that will change you, and it'll change those around you and things around you. So I know we all need change. Come on. But the key is, are you operating and using the keys to bring about change? I want to just follow the Lord as I have time, as Tim is helping me. If you are, have, if you are sick in your body and you are believing for a change, you need a change. You need to be healed. Troubled in your mind. I'm not going to feel led to have anybody come forward, but really struggling mentally. There's a key for that. will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Jesus said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What does the word repent mean? Re means again, before. Pent means like a penthouse above. Repent. Re means before. It's setting our minds above. Resetting our minds above. This understanding, wait a minute, I've been given keys for this. If that's you, I just want to ask you, let's all stand together. I just want to pray over you. If you just need a touch right now, how many believe we can bring heaven down to earth right now? We believe that. That's a key, faith. Release it now in Jesus' name. Come on, you've had pain in your body and it has troubled you. Maybe you haven't told anybody. I don't know what's going on here, but something ain't right. I'm speaking to somebody right now, maybe even online. Come on, we're bringing heaven down to earth. We're just simply going to use a key, a key of faith, of power and authority. We take authority over that right now. Whatever it is that has come to oppose you, come on, just receive it now by faith. You know, you know what you need. Right now, we just pull it down. Heaven coming down to earth. That's the message of the kingdom. Living the way we were designed to live. Not being governed by our circumstances, but governing in the midst of the circumstances. Hallelujah. I see those hands. Let's just pray right now. Father, keys to use and operate in. We thank you, Father, that right now we receive by faith what we have need of, we just simply call out to you now. And we thank you, Father, that we can access what we have need of, what we have already been given. For those of us that are sick in body, you've already made healing available for us. Just touch your body right now if that's you in the place where you're needing healing right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, that this is something that you have given to us. This is not anything that we come up with. This is what you have already given to us. 
And we just simply release it now by faith. This is who we are. We are the church. We are the ones who govern and rule. We are the ones who speak. Your words, not our words. And right now, we simply speak the word of faith going to where it needs to go right now. Would you just say this out of your mouth? Say, I believe. Now say it like you mean it. I believe. I receive now in Jesus' name your authority, your power, your healing in the name of Jesus. What has come against me will not overcome me. I am healed. I have been made whole. I am blessed. God is for me, not against me. In the name of Jesus, I rise up today to be the church, the church of the living God. Those that are governing, those that are ruling under your authority. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, can we give God praise? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.